Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Do you want uh, that in your way? You want that up or down? Okay. Um, about five, six months ago, I received a Facebook message from Israel. And it says this. I saw you and your wife talking an interview over an interview about Jesus in uh, YouTube. And um, I wanted um, you to be my friend. And the reason I ask you this is, I want to know Jesus. And he continues, but I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want you to be, to convert me into a Christian. And I saw this Facebook message and I said, that's simple for me. It was not complicated for me. Here is the reason. Right from the age of 17, I was a revolutionarily rebellious student in Ethiopia. I grew up in rebellion. And then I went to the mountains. At the age of 18, I became a communist. I gave myself for communist ideology and I gave my life to it. 15 years in the mountains, then came back being victorious. I became a, a prime minister. After five years, my own dearest friend conspired against me and threw me to jail, 12 years in prison. I was still an atheist and a communist. I didn't believe in God, I didn't believe in Jesus, and I had no experience of church before that. And then, here came Jesus, while I was in prison, on the fifth year of my prison time. He appeared to me in that prison cell. He looked, he looks like made of light. The whole thing of him was light. And it was not in dreams or in visions, mind you. He just appeared there in front of me. And he said, follow me. I am Jesus. Believe in me and follow me. If you believe in me and follow me, I will give you the life that you are looking for, for all these years. And in my skeptic mind, in my communist and atheist mind, for many years, for more than 20 something years, I couldn't say okay the first night, but he came again and, and finally I said, okay, I think you are real, here I am. Do whatever you like in my life, I surrendered. And right then, my life started changing, transformed. You can say 180 degrees shifted. And it started from my mind, how I see things, my worldview, how I see people, how I see my former friends who threw me to jail. I was in anger, bitterness. 
I was always thinking of taking revenge over my friends who threw me to jail. That was, that was me. But he came to my life and he changed the whole thing. The first thing I did was to forgive those friends of mine who threw me to jail. And it was not easy. Because when I was imprisoned, after they threw me to jail, they went over to my wife and our, my, our children, my family. They had to flee. They fled from my country and they went to Kenya, a thousand something miles, and they became refugees in refugee camp. All that was there in my heart. But I had to forgive. It was not of me, it was not from me, it was not my power. It was the power of Jesus. By the way, when Jesus came to my prison cell and appeared to me and said, follow me, right the same day, the same time, he was also with my wife in Kenya in refugee camp, telling her to follow him. And she followed. We both followed. Thousand miles away, Jesus was there at the same time. We know about the omnipresence of Jesus, not from theology, not from seminary, but from our lives. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. After 12 years of separating with my wife and our children, she came here to America. And when I was released from prison, I joined them again. 12 years she waited for me, hoping every day that Jesus will do something to bring us together. And he did. When he brought us together, we were with the same heart, the same spirit, and the same purpose. And our purpose became to serve him, to love him, and to love others, and to live for him, only for him. We were together, our, uh, my, my wife and I were together in, in the mountains as guerrilla fighters. We separated for 12 years, but joined again. And now we are living together. Five years here in America, since I was released and came here. Now, what do you like to see other than this story that Jesus is alive and that his transformative power is transcendent? Here are a few things that Jesus taught me while I was in prison and even now. The first thing is that Jesus doesn't mean religion. He is not a denomination. 
he is not a Christian. I'm not trying to offend anyone here. What I learned from Jesus, that's what I'm talking about. When he appeared to me, he told me some things. He didn't tell me about denomination. He didn't even tell me about Christianity. He just told me, follow me. I am Jesus. That's what he told me. Is it because he didn't know about these things? <laughs> it's because he is not these things. Number two, what I learned from Jesus is that he is life. He is life. He gives life. He changes life. That's from my own experience. I had a communist life before that. He gave me a new life. I became a new creation. I became born again. My, my, my life changed, totally changed. 180 degrees changed. Can you imagine a communist and an atheist who used to say there is no God, there is no Jesus, except myself and objective things that I see, I touch, I feel. That was the philosophy of communism. Saying now in front of you, Jesus is the Lord. This is what transformation of life means. This is what being a new creation means. So Jesus is life. Number three, what I learned from Jesus is that he is so simple. His simplicity amazes me and my wife together. As long as we are open, as long as we are open to be open for him, as long as we are open to invite him, as long as we are ready to follow him, he is simple. And he showed that, that when he was here. He lived simply. He had nothing, no possession, no wealth, nothing. He, had, he hadn't even a house. He lived with his brothers, his disciples. He simply says, do this because it's good for you. You know, in my opinion, who complicates Jesus? It's us, we. Because we try to box Jesus into our box, into our brain, into our mind. We try to systematize him. Systematizing is good in some things, in science or so. Integrating is good in science or in mathematics, but it's not good in Jesus. As much as we try to systematically see him, he says, uh-uh. You can't with your mind. What you have to do is just open and let me come and 
in. And then you will be in me as long as I am in you. His simplicity amazes me. I want to be, one thing I want to, from my own experience and from my wife's experience, I want to advise you humbly, very humbly, to be closer to Jesus even more is to be like a child. Just like a child. Come, Jesus, I need you. I have this problem. I can't do it by my own. I have this thing. What do you think I have to do? Where do you think I have to go? I like uh, this morning what Bart uh, told us about uh, Mother Teresa's story. Mother Teresa did that because she was simple. She was simple, as Jesus was simple. Let me add to Mother Teresa's story one thing I know that uh, a friend of mine told me about Mother Teresa. One time, she was visiting him here in America, and they were together, and some um, wealthy person came and, and, uh, and met her and talked to her. And um, when he was about to leave, he took out his check, and he wrote about $2 million or something, and he gave it to her. I gave it to you, not, to, not for you, but for those people whom you are serving. And she picked up the check, and she turned that to him. And she said, thank you, but I don't need this. And he asked, what about those children? What about those poor people? Jesus is enough for them. This is a true story. Why? Because she's simple. She was simple. She was simply relying on Jesus. She was simply looking at him. And she was simply for him, not for her. That's why Mother Teresa had no home, had no position, had no possession or wealth, nothing. She was just alone, sold out to him. That's what my wife and I want, wish to be. Not yet. A long way. A long way. But we wish, we try, we want to do that. Thank you. That's just Mulu, uh, Mulu, your husband so honors you when he speaks. Would you mind to stand? Thank you. Thank you.